Oh, yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we're breaking down our great segments, looking for the goods, as we're always discovering that fun, journalistic point of view across the 805, having the fun that we do. Spence, how you feeling? Uh, it's a big weekend. we got St. Patty's Day today. If you're listening to the podcast on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the air show. Lots going on in Ventura County. It's beautiful. Oh, man, I love this weekly podcast. Shout out to those Buena Bulldogs that came up just one game short in the state championship. We're going to look to get Coach Matt Colton, maybe some of the guys in here. But shout out to all the teams across the 805. We had that St. Patrick's Day parade last week, downtown Ventura. That's going to highlight one of our guests today. Our second Saturday cleanup last week, that month rolls on for about two years now. We've been committed to the West Side. It's fun to see the community keep saying over and over, Spence, they see a difference. Yep, it's it's uh, right right in front of your face, all the good work that's been done. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the best kind because people like to see progress. Now you got to go to potholes. Potholes that's be your is next tough. Event. I'm okay with the graffiti, but you got to fill in some of these potholes. It's interesting because the budget... By the way, I'm not okay with graffiti, but potholes are... Budget came out with the CIP. We've been looking at a lot of streets. It's been in a streamline per se. We know the expense that that creates. You know, we can't have it all. We can't pray for five years of rain, get all this rain, and then be complaining about potholes. It's not a complaint. It's just... No, I'm kidding. I know you're... But no, everyone is complaining about the potholes. It is bad. Mm -hmm. Really bad. Fix them. Do you dodge them or do you hit them? I go at them. Do you? I'll go at them. No way. I look for them. If I being St. Patrick's Day out there, drive safe. But remember those potholes. If you're swerving through those potholes and the cop pulls you over, just give ask for a pass. Give it like, it's like a pothole pass. Yeah, I think the Rumble Strip, as we were talking on the show, uh, is a smoother ride now than the regular road because, like Victoria, for example, <laughs> it, there's just a bunch of freaking uh, potholes. They're everywhere. All right, let's bring him in now. Our guest we're excited about episode number 48. The man behind the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's a big team, but he takes a lot of responsibility. The incoming chair for the Chamber of Commerce. A man that ran for city council. The local of locals. Don't call him Gaston because I call him Aaron Gaston. Let's go, my guy. How you doing? Pretty good, Spencer. Hi, Spence. How are you guys? Great. You're doing awesome. Thanks for coming into the Ventura Forward Podcast. You know, we put your lovely wife on the top 10, so she will get the invitation soon. But last week, when I was just watching you organize the St. Patty's Day Parade, it came up quick where I wanted to have you come in, talk about not only this fun holiday that we celebrate across the world and kind of how you implement it into your life, but, you know, share a little bit about your stoke about Ventura. So how's your stokage going? The stokage is excellent, Spencer. Thank you. And the St. Patrick's Day Parade was probably one of the best parades that we've had uh, in the 37 years that we've been doing it. I've been involved for, oh, 10 plus years. Um, Our founder, Mr. Jim Monahan, have to give him a shout out because if it wasn't for him, the St. Patrick's Day Parade wouldn't exist. Then we have Nan Drake, Faye McDonald. We have all sorts of great people. Brian Brennan heavily involved, Jerry Brenner. Some awesome people involved in the parade. Uh, one of my childhood friends back in high school got me, uh, his dad got me involved, Tim O'Neill, one of the one of the early members of the committee. And uh, 
you know, the committee for the St. Patrick's Day Parade is almost like the mafia. Once you join, the only way to leave the committee is to be buried. Really? With a wake. Spence, you've been involved with the parade for years, helping promote it and get involved. Do you feel this fun family vibe as well? Absolutely. It's the last major full boulevard parade in Ventura County. It's a big one. And the Elks also uh, do good work over the many, many years. But this is it. The t- when I was a kid, the Canal Valley uh, Days Parade was huge. And uh, the, a lot of the bands that were in the Rose Bowl would walk the Canal Valley Days Parade because it was a full boulevard parade. And we'd get the best bands in Southern California coming out here because they could practice. It's turning into a Ventura is the one. Ventura is the one. I mean, for the St. Patrick's Day Parade, I mean, we don't, we no longer have the the fair parade. They got rid of that mm-hmm. years ago. So really, we are the only real parade in the city in the city of Ventura. And you know, it's and as you guys saw for the people that were there this year, it was even with the rain, people the streets were lined with a ton of people. So it's a ton of fun. Um, if you have never been to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. You absolutely, absolutely, positively got to get down there and check it out. It's always the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. So next year, it's leap year. So it's actually St. Patrick's Day is on a Sunday. So it will be on the 16th of St. Patrick's Day Parade next year. So awesome. next year, we're going to try to put the parade on the St. Patrick's Day. day on the no, Sunday. it will be the Saturday. The day before. The day before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get our calendars ready because we missed it. What was as your ambassadorship what was your most biggest takeaway from the 2023 st patrick's day parade and you had a week to recover how was your recovery on scale uh, of one the recovery two? was rough spencer <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, now I met that... my wife and my kids downtown afterwards and it was a rough one <laughs> <laughs> so after you recovered this week what's your biggest fun takeaway because uh, remind me again how many years have you been involved in the parade uh, i've been in the, involved and in, probably heavily involved in like eight to 10 years. Um, so I do like all the registration, Jim Monahan and I do the lineup. So okay. if you don't like your position in the parade and your entry, that's uh, uh, you. Semi, semi my fault. What's your mindset when you're making the lineup? Is your union your experience each year, you getting better at it? Yeah, I mean, you kind of get a system down. I try to keep, you know, pe- some people have been in there all 37 years. So obviously those people are getting a better spot than somebody that's their first year. So a lot of people will complain, well, why I'm at the back? Well, it's their first year in the parade. Okay, and I don't mean to go too far off the subject <laughs> here, but this is good now because I love the politics of things, of course. Right, Spence? Yes, you do. Dang right, I do. What are the good spots in a parade? Like In front of the horses. <laughs> yeah, and actually this year, Spence, we didn't have any horses. No so horses. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so I don't know if it was the weather. You or put who you don't like behind the horses. But Spence is correct. You know, the people behind <laughs> the horses are kind of, you know, they're screwed. <laughs> okay, okay, with that being, if, you, if your number, so the per, who's, been, who's been in the parade the longest? Who's 37 years? Give us a few of those people. Oh, man, I got to think about I should have brought a list. Well, just give me one or two. Um, you know, we always have, um, let's see, obviously Ventura PD, you got the um, Blue Knights, the motorcycle guys that lead off the parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boy Scouts always are at the front of the parade holding the banners to open it up. Okay. So those are some of the people that have been in there the longest. I like it. That's... And then you got, you know, we do a lot of fundraising, obviously, for the parade. Parades are not cheap, uh, you know, and so you got to get insurance policies. The Elks um, were our... Um, where they all are the really the main sponsor and it's their parade and they're celebrating a uh, hundred years this year so um Ooh. yeah so it was amazing to have them at the lead of the parade and, and one of the things to interrupt you rudely here when you talk about expense you know they have like ride along with a police officer i think that everybody who complains about certain costs do a walk around with a person who's holding a 5k who's holding a parade 
you have police, you have um, you know guards at streets to make sure everybody's safe. I do the tender life walk. You got to make sure you have intersections covered. You might have to have porta potties. You might have to all of the things, and they just keep going up. And you're right. doing something that's for the community. You guys aren't out there making a bag of cash. We we make it's zero dollars. It's so very city expensive. staff too. I'll give city staff a shout out. I mean, we run around and beg for money constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. we have most of the banks in uh, Ventura Union Banks, uh, Ventura County Credit Union. Citizen Business Bank, they're all big sponsors. Of course, E.J. Harrison. Um, we got Roll Scaffold that are uh, mm-hmm. big sponsors. So if it wasn't for some of our major sponsors, Cal State Channel Islands is always a big uh, sponsor. Those are the people that make our parade happen. Then we got a ton of little sponsors, you know, writing the $350 checks just to make sure that the parade goes on. And what I learned, too, and I love that my boy Gaston here is rolling the sponsors and Ventura Ford because that's what we do. We're going to talk about our sponsors later. So bring them on and bring them more because nothing happens in this community without our great support from our people. But how much does it cost to get a float? Uh, to enter the parade? Yeah. It's 50 bucks. 50 bucks? <laughs> the best deal ever. I spent, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was walking around, and this was where I missed the thing. Ventura Forward is growing, okay? All the listeners, all again, shout out Ray Fresco for bringing in the beats like always. We love Ray Fresco. People are like, Ventura Forward should have a float. What did I tell you when I saw you downtown? I had six or seven I people. I said, where the hell is your float? I was so mad at myself. As Ventura Forward grows, it's one of those like festering, stoking fires. Sometimes it doesn't know how hot it is. And when I feel the community feel that heat and give it back to me, not only do I love it, it brings a little of anxiety too because I'm not fulfilling it as much. Like I'm not, you know, let's say like capturing the heat almost like a locomotive. Somehow I need to like capture that heat in a big engine, spinch and steam down, down the road. But you're right, for 50 bucks, I don't even. That's why I wanted to bring you on, Aaron, because I love the idea that people are going to listen to this podcast and just think of the inner workings of a parade. What does it take? What does it do? That can be the base of what you're going because this kind of an analogy I use is like it takes that engine to keep it going. You use the word mafia, which I like, that tight-knit family. But you don't overthink about the locomotive and the guy. You think of the conductor, not the person actually shoveling the coal in the engine. So, Well, in our crazy world, we have to have those big barricades now blocking all the streets. Yeah. Remember, we used to have an Elks at every corner, and they were the ones that stopped the traffic. Well, if you watch the news, you You'd can't park two anymore. trucks. We, we you just to... put two pickups yeah. and do it. Yeah. But now, like you say, and those cost money. That is big dollars. Huge so money. we our expenses went way up. I want to go know, too. That you've brought so much process in there. I've been doing something on my mind. It's the top of the list for Ventura Ford is to do another parade. I was talking to Sam Campa. He did one of our podcasts. He's working with the VFW Hall on um, Wallace Chafee off of uh, Callens. Yeah. There's no uh, Marine thing. He got to, all of a sudden one day he's like, you know what? In L.A. they do this huge Marine birthday where the streets shut down, the bars are included. He goes, and there's a military parade. He kind of looked at me. I go, you're kind of asking me to do an armed, for- armed services parade, you know, Veterans Day parade. He goes, let's do it. So it's been mulling around. It's a great idea. And well, also we want to do, too, I've been working with a little bit of transportation, this guy in the city, back, uh, back conversations when we were organizing some of the Christmas events. Events are tough to, to organize. Let's do it down the avenue. I want to start at De Anza. Let me know if you think this would work because you're the stage master here. Not only were you doing <laughs> registrations, you were staging at Cabrillo Middle School, right? We were. Yeah, Brian Brennan and I do that. Uh, Nan Drake does all of our sponsorships, so everyone kind of has their little roles. 
So you, you gather at Cabrillo Middle School, you mm-hmm. go down Santa Clara, get on the Main Street area, and then you were going down. Lincoln Drive to First Street. Working to Fisk. And was there a holding tank there, or once you, they did that kind of dispersed off? No, once you get to Fur, you make a left, you go down by Plaza Park, and everyone disperses. Okay. So if we do it down Ventura Avenue, I think we could kind of just go down from maybe De Anza down the avenue, and then you can maybe just disperse off the avenue. Over by Vaughn's. Over by Vaughn's. Yep, 100%. Yes, Ben. So like I said, raise money. I mean, the things you have to think about is all the barricades and stuff that Spence and I were talking about. Yeah, the, park a couple of tanks if we're doing a military parade. I'm into it. Who's not going to spot? No, I need to build the mafia team, which is going to mm-hmm. take a while. And I want to curb the enthusiasm, if I may. But when you got a marine like Campa behind you, you have a. We're doing a meeting this week too. Next month, next week, you're going to be invited. Okay. It's the roundtable meeting. If you want a private invitation, DM us. But. We're going to organize this. Spence, you like it? 100%. Yeah. Great idea. We have to do something fun. I mean, uh, I think the first year of the St. Patrick's Day Parade, 37 years ago, Jim Monaghan painted a pig green and walked (laughs) it down Main Street. So That's where the pig comes from. Yes, and I'm not so sure that that would go over so well these days, but that's what happened. We still have the inflatable pig? We do. So it's kind of a committee pig. Uh, there's obviously some controversy about yeah, that. Why? As, as you know. What's the controversy? I don't know all the history about oh, it. Oh, come on. Anything. There's symbolism of the green pig within the culture yeah. that it troubles many people. Yeah. So there is some, you know. So we didn't have the green pig this year? Oh, it was there. Yeah. It was. It, did it roll down Main Street? Yeah, yeah. It came down. <laughs> okay. So despite controversy, the pig lives. The pig does live. In fact, this is the second pig. So... Oh. When I yeah, the first other one popped. popped. The other one popped. In fact, my brother and I were towing the pig with our kids on it when it popped that year. You were with Jerry you English. You popped then. the pig. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, Jerry English was out there for that one. Yeah, now Jerry English uh, tows the pig. He does. Yeah, and he's been involved in the parade for a million years. Well, he's been around like uh, Methuselah. <laughs> he's the dude, man. He calls us all the time. He's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. We, we always joke that when we went to uh, Music Under the Stars, he was first on the dance floor. Every single time he was first on the dance floor. Jerry English. It was the bet. Who's going to be first? Jerry English. Every time. Jerry's all right. Classic. Yep. I saw a thing. There was like a a hundred faces of Ventura portraits. Yeah, he was one. He was one of them. Mm -hmm. In no disrespect, but he was like one of the only ones that I still knew. And I'm pretty active. So here it was like 10 or 15 years later, and Jerry was kind of standing out of all those faces. And I was like, he is kind of the man. Like, if there was a Mr. Ventura, I think it could be English in a, in a, in a kind of funny way. There's a few of them out there. There's yeah, a there's few. a few. He can He's ride top for an 10, though, like. Jim Monahan. Jim Monahan. Cool. John Jury, JD, JD. Surf Rodeo, you know. JD's yeah, almost too another great name. Yeah, sure. another, another, JD's uh, almost you know. too young for that role, though. I like yeah. that. I'll, I'll put him there. Well, that's why Aaron Gaston's in studio because people are trying to put him there. But look how young <laughs> he is, Spence. I'm taking a hard pass. Young. I'm 51. Let's yeah. get there right now. Every Ventura <laughs> forward, we talk about the Stoke. So we got into it so easily with you to talk about your passion right now for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And normally we kind of have to kind of dive into where the people's passion from Ventura comes from, Aaron. If you listen to the podcast. The one thing we have in, have in common here, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, is that we love Ventura, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Just like Breakfast at Tiffany's on the first date, at one point, we get along. So everyone that comes in this podcast, being number 48, loves Ventura. I see and where I stand, number 48. You do. <laughs> when did you remember loving Ventura? And how do you still like, do you recognize that love in your heart right now every day? Of course, yeah. I mean, you know my story, but, uh, you know, the short story is I'm third generation Ventura kid. 
uh, now old guy. Born here, born right in Pierpont. Born that, born here. Uh, my parents have lived in the same house, a house across the street from Pierpont School for. Let's see, I'm 51. My brother's almost 50, 54 years. Um, that they were lucky enough to buy for something like thirty thousand um, dollars, and that's kind of the story you know i went to pierpont school which i was late to every single day even though i was 25 feet away from the campus why were you late were you watching leave it to beaver like uh, me what were you know, doing? just t bad time management i'm much better now big surfer growing up right there at schoolhouse uh, you know my brother was the big surfer in the family you know i mean i i, I paddle out once a year mm -hmm. <laughs> i played a lot of sports so you were the troublemaker huh? no 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 he was the troublemaker <laughs> i was I, I played a lot of sports played basketball for you know my whole life until high school and uh, ran track and all that stuff. What 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 event track? Track high jump. Oh really? How high? Overhead. Uh, my record is. Did you get six, overhead? Six. So you jumped overhead. You oh, jumped yeah, yeah, overhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's key. Fosbury, of course. It's Fosbury flop. And he just passed. Oh, I didn't. Two know days that. ago. Yeah. What really? Fosbury. Oh, I'm nice. a big track oh. and field fan. Oh yeah. I, you know, and I kind of came across track accidentally. I was, you know, training. I was part of, uh, you know, I playing basketball with all my buddies I played for my whole life at Ventura High School and. You know, you either train all year for mm -hmm. basketball or you, the coaches are like, or go find another something else to do. Um, so I walked yeah. up to the track and field and I said, well, I don't want to run. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. So it was either pole vault or it was high jump. Right, and cool. High jump was easy. Yeah, Dwight Stones here in, uh, well, he was, he was a little old for you. Dwight Stones was a great American jumper. Yeah. We had a guy at T.O., uh, Gary Lawrence, who jumped 7-1 yeah, in high school. Yeah, I was uh, – luckily, I had, like, a little natural talent for mm -hmm. it. So um, even as a freshman, I was – I think my freshman through my junior year, I was undefeated in Ventura, really close to it. And then – so I'd go to these state finals. But, you know, these guys at that point wouldn't even start jumping until – I was already out. Yeah, starting okay. height is starting height six four. You know you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah but okay, thanks for thanks for showing up. But I'm that out. was the old days too, Spencer. And I don't know if it was for you in high school, but three sport athletes were very common because oh, the coaches sure. would say exactly that. They would say, "Okay, you're a football player. You're going to wrestle and run track. Okay, and you kept in shape through the year, and you had a variety of experiences, and then you got back to your main. Well, you sport. remember, Spencer? I mean, we had rules that we could not. You know, you couldn't play in the off season. I mean, you could no, train. You, that was you, right. you couldn't play. And there's almost like the Brown Act for sports. If a coach got together with kids, there, there could be trouble. Yeah. So you had to do a so lot of stealth stayed, stuff. Exactly. If you stayed in basketball, you were in the gym and you're mm -hmm. running. So you might as well go play another sport, which I, I love that for everyone to kind of get well-rounded. It's the best way to go. I think it is, too. And, and it's funny that too. you mentioned that because I kind of was the last of that Mohican. And to Aaron's reference point, you graduated from Ventura High School what year? Uh, 90. 1990. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah, I was Dan Larson's first varsity uh, basketball team. So it's funny. I remember he turned 30 when he was uh, coaching us, and you know, all of us 17-year-olds you know, were like, oh, you're so old. And I'm looking back and thinking the guy was 29 years old, and look at the career that he had at Ventura High School. Yeah, if you graduate with uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam, you're not old. <laughs> you're just not old. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 98, and it goes reference point of that sharing that stoke, knowing that you love Ventura. And you go to VC, you go to UCSB after that. A lot of people in our generation were going away. You know that story, right? It was almost kind of encouraged in a way to like go off to San Diego, maybe Cal Poly, uh, maybe head over to Texas, Arizona a little bit. But you had the unique ability to find yourself thriving, right? It was really difficult if you weren't blue collar, if you weren't multi-generational, having that. Very few stories that you find major success 
start off maybe a little bit and tell our listeners about what you motivated you during to college. And I know you were a young entrepreneur yeah. getting involved in a tech industry, correct? Good memory, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, the great thing about growing up in Ventura and especially now, you know, Ventura has the Ventura College has the VC promise which they started. Mm -hmm. So kids now can go for two years for free that we didn't have that, but it was, you know, I took advantage of going to Ventura college, saving some money, transferred up to UCSB, which was amazing. Um, my next door neighbor, uh, down, down, uh, down at the beach, uh, she got involved with a tech company while I was in college and, uh, it was in Carpinteria. So I started working there part time and eventually she and I took over the company and I did that for, and I did that for 20, let's call it eight Name years. of the company? InfoGrip. InfoGrip. Info yeah, so we uh, made and sold other people's products to help people with disabilities access computers. So it was very rewarding, really, really cool um, career for a long time. And then she was ready to retire. I was, uh, you know, we were ready to wrap up the business after all those years. And I got into real estate with my mom. Got into real estate and your mom, and when you were starting off that tech business, was that while you were still living in Santa Barbara, having a good time? Because how long did you leave from Ventura on the beach, and did you live in Isla Vista? I did not live in Isla Vista. I was a transfer student, so I lived on the Mesa. Uh, so you know, I was 21 at the time. So we, you know, we were downtown back then. State Street was hopping, so you know, people over 21 wanted to be in, in downtown. Mm -hmm. So that's where I. How lived. long were you up there? Uh, I was up there for a few years. I was going to UCSB, working at Wells Fargo, and then working at InfoGrip and Carpinteria. To, you know, I had to have a couple jobs to pay for college. And then uh, met my wife, Nicole. Thank you for bringing That's where I was going. That happened in Santa Barbara? No. Well, my brother, she was working here at Yamaguchi Salon. My brother was working there as well. And he introduced us, and that was that. And we moved in three months later to a little apartment in Summerlin. I finished up my senior year in UCSB. And by the way, Go Gauchos are playing today. Baylor at 1030. And we're going to release that podcast yeah. at the same time here. You're right. Absolutely. Go Gauchos. Shout out Oxnard John, one of our faithful listeners on the radio show. Uh, always a big Gaucho fan. When you met your wife, where did you see her at? Where was the first sight? Uh, I went to go get my haircut, I think, by my brother. And give your brother yeah. a shout out. Who's your brother? Kelly Gaston. Kelly so Gaston. He owned, he owned Michael Kelly Salon for eons uh, here in Ventura. And now he's down in San Diego um, working with Josh Landon on all of the Josh Landon great. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, we had Landon on here on the podcast. He wrapped up your brother doing some of the new stuff with Ashlyn. I just saw they're launching the new seltzers, yeah, yeah. new beers and stuff. Some, yeah, so that's righteous. A bunch of great stuff coming out. Okay. And I know then, you had Josh on the, on the show. And where was your first date with Nicole? Because uh, Nicole is Eric Erickson's when it, when, when it was at the end of Seaward. Oh, I lived on Weymouth. <laughs> yeah, you we, did. We, yeah. I was from 90 to 94. Yeah, yeah. So between Big Bag Voodoo Daddy and anybody who wanted to slam you into a wall, was, it was all there. That was yeah. it. <laughs> it was all there. That was our Good first times. date. We met for a drink and, you know, it was very casual. And then our second date was for my dad's birthday. Uh, she already knew. That's all ramping my, up. Right. Well, she already knew That's all my, my she knew all my family before I knew them because I was up at up in Santa Barbara, and oh, she yeah. was working with my brother. So. Okay. Yeah, so we've been married for a long time. Hmm. I think we've been together almost 30 years. Dang. Right? Yeah. Good man, good stokage, <laughs> great podcast number 48. My guy, Aaron Gaston, in studio, delivering the goods of how it pays off to live home, stay home, and love your home because you can prosper to wherever you're at. If Again, it goes back, Gast. If you're grumpy in Ventura, you got to go. Yep. Right? I 100%. mean, that vibe comes out there because when I was gone for 20 years, 
I was kind of the opposite. I scratched and I clawed and my story of my brother and my internal passion kind of naively to move home was mine. And that's what the podcast does and everyone loves it is that this one common bond about having that stoke and that passion to love where you're from because if people come here and they've been here for a year or two and you know being the incoming president of the Chamber of Commerce, if you're going to be the local of locals, which I know you claim, you also have to be accepting of others coming in, bringing in that money, bringing in that knowledge, bringing in that experience to make your town and our community enhanced, opposed to not having that NIMBY attitude. So before we get into our sponsors, give me a little bit of how you carry that torch about being somebody who's a grow guy and then a local. Am I right about, can I say that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm a grow, grow guy. I mean, I love Ventura just no. the way that it is. I never want the Ventura vibe to change, and I will preach that to the end of my days. I want it to be exactly the Ventura that I grew up in, but I want there to be space for everybody. I mean, a, one of the reasons I love being in real estate, I'll give you a good example. I was showing a new client yesterday some homes in Ventura. Never been to Ventura. Huh. She lives in Venice. Um, and she came up here, she wanted a tour. I gave her my little grand tour of Ventura. Talking about Ventura Stoke, she sent us a text message this morning and said, I didn't even know Ventura was a place and how beautiful it is and how amazing. And You did a job for I, me to give tours. Listen, I love that when people just come here uh, and they're like, oh my gosh, I, I had no mm-hmm. idea. I've been driving all these years from LA to Santa Barbara and never took the time to stop. And when you get to know our city, we have the best city around. I that's mean, the hist- 1,000%. That's, that's the history of our town. It is. I know. It's, it's, listen, our, we have everything that anyone could ever want in Ventura, and it still has that beach vibe That's that good. a lot of cities have lost. And there's no way that if, as long as I have any say in it, that I'd ever let that anything happen to that. And that's that magic spot that allowed you to, I think, feel that we were losing to have you run for city council. Cause there's very few people in this yeah. community that have the reputation that you have Mm -hmm. to lose in your business of selling homes and being involved in real estate. And that's two years ago, 18 months ago, you put yourself on the ballot for city council, district three, the college area district. I helped you in your campaign. I was a big supporter of yours. Give me where were you at in your mindset that allowed you to be the leader to put your name on the ballot? Yeah, you know, being a local Ventura person, my brother and I had been approached several times over many years about potentially running for city council. And, you know, my kids were older. They were in college. I was like, you know, maybe I should do it now. And I was approached by a few people. And I said, you know, why not? Now, the outcome, I didn't win. But with that said, I met some amazing people. You and I became friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I got involved with the chamber, which I just really like the stuff. I mean, you know, the chamber is here to support all of our small businesses and business in general. But, you know, like 80% of the small of the businesses in Ventura that are members of the chamber are small businesses. I mean, how cool is that? Um, We just, you know, Running for city council was, I would never, I would, I loved doing it. It was a great experience. Yep. Um, I made some amazing friends, but uh, I don't know if I'll go down that path again. Really? Well, you know, I think I would rather do, uh, you know, I have a lot of passions, right? Sure. I'm on the board for the Charitable Foundation, which is part of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services California Properties. It's like their charitable arm. I've been doing that for a long time. We raise money to give money away to other charities within the city of Ventura. That's awesome. As you know, I'm incoming chair for the Chamber of Commerce, which I have a passion for to help support small businesses. 
listen, if we don't have a small, uh, uh, a, a good, strong business economy in Ventura, you know, what, what are we going to do? No one has a job. Right? I might be doing a storyline <laughs> right now. Mike Johnson's dreams come true on episode 48 of Ventura Forward Podcast as Aaron Gasson announces he possibly might not run for city council in two years. <laughs> Holy Toledo, Spence, the storylines we can create, huh? Yes. And I think Gaston might be blushing. Yeah, well, I remember uh, <laughs> our, our very, very good friend, the late and incredible Suze Montgomery. She always said that uh, she would rather stay out of the council because she thought she was more effective outside of a council. Because I'm pretty secure in the fact that Suze would have won. Many friends. So Everyone says very, that. Very, very well known. That. And it is funny where you can just take your power from something else and support the community mm -hmm. in some ways even better. And Spence, you nailed it. I mean, and that's kind of how I feel. And that's the experience from running two years ago that I've learned is that I feel like I can make a, a bigger difference doing what I'm doing today. And if we stay right there in that moment, can we say that if you would not have run and giving you the experience of running propelled you and gave you more energy to be a bigger leader? Because getting those votes even though you lost, mm -hmm. I still think kind of maybe fueled some leadership. True or not? Uh, pretty true. I don't know if I'd be as heavily involved that I am now if I didn't run. And so for that, I'm grateful for sure that I did it because I'm way more involved than I probably ever would have been within our community. And again, it's I, I love love like you do our community. And you and I don't always agree on everything. Which we shouldn't. And which we shouldn't. And I don't ever want to be hanging out with everyone that, that agrees all the time. That's not my cup of tea. And isn't that our community, too? Because we call ourselves, I call ourselves a community, a tough community, a one-love community. Even though you were in Pierpont, we still had an edge to the east side. Even though you were west side, it might have been something with Midtown. Now, as kids, it might have been a little more drastic than we wanted to make it. But the point was is that we still got along, but we still had yeah. that edge. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought anything past Mills was like a totally another city. I didn't even understand. <laughs> Right. <laughs> my, and I expanded my, my thoughts. And kids still, I believe, believe that. And our perspective and our experience of the city we love is what we need to propel forward. So if I can ask one more question about city council, move on. Would you suggest that other people run for city council and put their hat in if they feel the inclination to be a leader? I suggest that anyone that wants to make a change in Ventura, and if you feel like you have a voice, because I feel like a lot of people think they have a voice and they do a lot of stuff on social media, but none of them step up to try to make a change. Yep. So if you're not stepping up to try to make a change, then as far as I'm concerned, stop posting stuff online. And even if you put your name on the ballot and you lose, as me and you both did, yeah. very rarely, I, I mean, if you want to put like a stat together, how many times have two losers of city council races in the last four years been on the same podcast? Probably zero, zero. right? Yeah. So we can talk the talk to walk the walk to say it does make you better. Don't be fearful of losing. Be fearful of being a leader. And like what just my boy Gaston just said, if you're not a real leader, you should probably stop posting. Agreed. Let's go. Let's talk about some of our sponsors here, Spence, as we're wrapping through this podcast at 30 minutes. We shoot for that 45-minute mark, respecting everyone's time and energy. If you're listening to this podcast, I got a big old hug for you next time I see you. 48, almost a year. Spence, can you believe it? Cannot. Isn't that cool? I'll check the calendar. And we do need more sponsors. There's some great MOUs, mm -hmm. memorandums of understanding going out, looking for sponsorships. We're doing some advertisement, whether it be a PSG Sports Group, 
getting them out there. We're looking for always new stuff and Topper's Pizza. We're talking to Spencer McKenzie's, who's now donating tacos to all of our community events. So if you think we're unique and you don't know how to sponsor and you want to create something in your own ball of wax, yes, this is the platform for you because we're community influencers doing it in a new way of marketing and advertising. And remember, yes, it is a tax write-off for all you money-concerned people. Topic number one, Aaron Gaston, the Ventura Real Estate Company. Ooh, we're talking real estate deep here. Derek Turner. Do you know Derek Turner? I do. Derek Turner's a cool guy, huh? Cool guy. He loves cool people. And with your lovely wife being on the top 10 of the, of the, of the <laughs> podcast, which she will be invited in soon to talk about her story, who are your three coolest people in the city of Ventura? Oof, that's a tough one. Oh, quickly before you say anything, there is a small disclaimer. You cannot say the two attractive gentlemen in the studio with you. Oh, because I, that's my first two picks. Uh, we know that, <laughs> but go right ahead, please. I mean, I think it's some of the people that have been um, influential influential in our community, right? We sure. have, um, I mean, I can name a bunch of people that were on, you know, city council in the past, Jim Monahan, Jim Friedman. Uh-huh. Um, I respect both of those guys, even, uh, you know. Are you making those official names? Well, you know, I don't know if I have any official names. I uh-huh. mean, they, listen, our community is filled with so many amazing people. How can I break it down to three people? Ventura forward, Aaron Gaston. Listen, all the teachers, I mean, Maybe you know. this is why you didn't win the election, sir, because we like to get up in front here. We want three hard names. On this top 10 list. Let's get some Three out Three hard names, top 10 list. Jim Monahan, you've already said. So I'm giving Jim Monahan. Mandrake is the other one. Na- okay, that's two. Spence, he's getting some attitude now. I and like I'm going to go, you know, I had so many people that have influenced me in my life, and I think that's key. And I don't know if that's exactly your question. but Whatever you want. My coaches. So my coaches that, you know, without good coaching, meaning like for my for sports, I'm going to go Dan Larson. You want to put Dan the man on because – Coach Ann Larson made the top 100. I saw so that. you want to put into consideration Dan. Listen, he had Ooh. a lot of influence on me. And I he, mean, did... he I don't even think he knows that, but he had a ton of influence on me. Um, and, you know, I got to give him a shout out. I love you bringing that up because that's the best thing about being a coach. And my mother. I, your mom's already on there. Grace, I was going to highlight her somewhere, and I knew that was. you know. And Grace. my father. Grace. And my brother. What's your dad's name? Kelly. And my brother's Kelly. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. I'm sure that's the first time you've heard that before. <laughs> Spence, you're supposed to stop me in those moments. I didn't have time. Damn you! Uh, what's Grace Kelly's best movie? Grace Kelly's best movie. Do you know? Is that before? That's before it your time. It has to be a Hitchcock movie, but I'm usually good at this. Come on now. I, I, can't, I cannot go Grace Kelly movie. That's crazy. we got to call city manager Rich Galano. Yeah, that's it. Let's get in touch with Rich. He would know for sure. I'm going to Google something. You should that's just see, a, hey, a funny one. Side note for all the podcast listeners, if you listen to the radio show on the podcast today, just for you, Spence, I'm saying 1590 podcast from now on. Mm-hmm. He tells okay. me that he yelled at me the other day that radio's dead. And so he didn't know he was yelling at me, but he did yell at me. I still listen to radio, Spence. Yeah, see, thank you. He listens to the radio. I'm not so sure our kids do, though. That's, that's, the thing, that's why the delivery system. That's why when somebody asks me, uh, you know, what station, I will say kvta.com or kvta1590 on the app. I never say 1590, ever. Yeah. Because AM, it's just, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah. So it's the delivery system. You know, it's, not, it's like newspapers. They've gone to online. You know, it's still a newspaper, but it's just not tactile. Sponsor number two, the Ventura Music Hall. One of, if not our best new concert venues, bringing in that cool new bands. We had the chance to go there this last weekend. Uh, 
Levere was there. Uh, I, f- I forget the name of the thing. Thievery something. Revel Thievery. I don't, I don't even know. know who they are. You heard it? Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was like 90s trance music. It was interesting. It kind of a it was kind of a downer, though, because you couldn't like get into it. It wasn't bad, though. But I love the music hall. And you know what, Aaron? We want to know, when's the last time you've been to a live concert? Uh, was at the music hall. Really? Bing, yeah. bing, bing, winner here, Spence. Who did I see? I saw, oh, I saw Flogging Molly. Oh, and they're from Ireland. Yep, exactly. And that's funny because we were talking about them on the morning show. We were talking about Irish bands like U2, and there's a few of them. And Flogging Molly is one. Yeah. I mean, I had seen them in the past, but I had to go and check it out. It was great because they were one of the first shows at the Venture Music Hall. Or they, they, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great spot. I don't think I've ever seen I took my friend Greg Hemming there that hadn't been there since it was VBC mm-hmm. back in the day. He goes, like, this was over here and this was over there. And I go, wasn't it made for a concert venue? I mean, you seriously, like, you look up at the rafters, you look at the shape of it, you feel like it was made for a concert venue. That building is unbelievable. I'm, I think it's, like, our best retro refit done. Yeah. And you have, I love how you sit on the tables. So if you're mm-hmm. kind of older style like myself, you don't want to be down in the moshy and the kind of the elbow. I mean, who wants to keep walking through those crowds of those people? I don't like it. I'm too old for that. I'm way too old for this. <laughs> I'm too old. Okay, let's get into it. Spencer McKenzie, sponsorship number three. Cornhole registration dropped yesterday. Over 850 registrations were on pace to be the largest cornhole festival again. John has rented out the whole fairgrounds, rock and roll, Johnny. Let's do it. When you go to Spencer McKenzie's, Aaron, what do you order? Oh, a fish and shrimp burrito all day. Fish and shrimp burrito. How often do you go to Spencer McKenzie's? Oh, once a week. Once a week? Probably, yeah. Holy Toledo. <laughs> he is a Ventura forward <laughs> local. I love it. Have you? Are you aware of the happy hour special? I am not. I, Spence, I'm telling you, people don't know about the happy hour. And I told John that we're going to do this for locals only. Aaron, get ready. Two for one fish tacos. And when would that be? What day? Monday through Thursday, three thirty to five. Good deal. Mm. Good deal. That's oh, a great deal. Right? Yeah. So if you ever have that little like meeting you need, or like when you hang out with your daughters, yeah. Just, and dude, and it's eight bucks. That's genius. It's an eight for one. Where can you eat and for eight bucks? I cr- no, this was funny. I was meeting John talking about corn hog. I'm gonna tell everybody about that the happy hour special. And he like looked at me like, wait a minute. I go, wait, is that is that not the point here, John? Are we not trying to get this out? But he's like, no, that's such a great special. I go, that's the point. What are the dates of the um, the Cornhole Tournament this year? The last weekend of August. Oh, yeah. Always the last weekend of August. And ESPN's coming. That's a good time. They're doing it indoors inside one of the hangars this year to have a more controlled environment, which is the early conversation. So Ventura Forward's been hopefully soon working with Spencer McKenzie's to create this storyline moving forward so we can build this up. So when we have the largest cornholes of Palooza, which we're That's joking, <laughs> which we're calling on the side, that it's not just show up this weekend. We're talking about this for a couple months. This deserves this to where we need the hotel rooms. We need the infrastructure. We talked about, you know, the fairgrounds opening up. You know, there's big events going on. Like traffic problems don't just exist if something new happens. Traffic problems already exist. So that's what, I loved. that's what I loved about PSG bringing their project forward and stewarding this community conversation was you're taking lemons and fruits, you know, having the tough conversations. But at the same time, as you said, people on social media aren't the ones stepping up. Yep. Let's go. Okay. Sponsorships. Uh, rolling through a few more top of my hitter. Top, Topper's Pizza. I'm working with Topper's to get the Yonkers to sponsor. So One of my we, I know. We want to know. 
If you have any type of pizza, what toppings are you putting on top of your pizza? Well, specifically at Toppers, it's the, I can't remember what they call it, the, the Carnitas one is. Carnitas pizza. It's that, that thing's a game changer. Now, I would, you know, I like traditional pizza as well, but if I'm going to Toppers, that's the pizza. Our locals have known this lately. You know, if, if, you're, not, if you're at Toppers and they're asking you, and someone says, hey, you want to put some pineapple on that pizza? What's your answer? Oh, mine's negative. Negative. Yeah. No pineapple on pizza. No pineapple. Yeah. And my right when piece. I thought we see, but you said within your cabinet, everybody can't agree with you. I, yeah. So I'm strongly disagreeing. We, we, with almost, you we right almost now. liked you. Yeah. We're <laughs> almost, we're, we, yeah, we were bored, but we can't agree on everything. So this is a perfect point. Listen, the best pizza. It's is the only time you've been wrong this morning. It's the only time you've been wrong this morning. <laughs> no, whole, Thanks, Spence. You're so the best you, pizza is a tr- best pizza is New York style, and I just like cheese and uh, sliced meatballs on it. I had a friend. Oh, from because New York. everyone's just slicing meatballs for your pizza. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My friend Dave Dankberg, when he was he was a New Yorker, when he came here, he said, "Doesn't anybody ever have a cheese pie?" And he said, "In New York, quite often you had nothing on your pizza, just the cheese. Yeah. You know, it's just any any." He, he, he would walk up and say, "Cheese pie all the time." That was a New York thing. So sometimes we do OD on our pizzas just a little bit. We do. I like it. I like it. Pete's Breakfast House pizza is good. This is really good. I mean, that was a staple when I was in high school. I used to have my English teacher would let us leave class early to go pick up our to-go order. Oh, man. Another person that influenced me a lot, Ronnie (laughs) Adams, my English teacher, mostly because she let me go to get Pete's Breakfast House. Wow. That's a good teacher. While you're totally laughing, and I love that, what was the influence, though? Was it like the the leadership and the – like to allow you to leave? The oh, no. I mean, what was cool, I mean, we had a lot of freedom, right? But yeah. I mean, when we all were in high school, right? We had open campus sure. and stuff. It was really cool. And I'm try- kidding. She was actually a brilliant teacher and actually my best friend's mom. At I the love time. it. So, yeah. All right, Spence, we're wrapping up 48 here pretty soon. We want to get back into Aaron Stoke because, you know, you're working with real estate. Your mom is your partner. You're with Berkshire Hathaway. You're always posting on social media about all these awards you're winning. Man, you're one of those guys selling the million dollar homes. Right, we want to let you know out there. Isn't that all of them now? <laughs> yeah, He's doing the multi-million-dollar home, Spence. So this is the big wig around town. As my mom would say, is there any way Ventura Forward can help you out at all? You know, and if you want, you could always sponsor the show. You could do things, but we want to help you get the word out there. How can Ventura Forward help you in any way? Well, I'm here to promote the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which will be number 38 next year. Ooh. I mean, real estate is real estate. My, you know, I can't really take any credit for our success in real estate. It's all my mom. She yeah. built that business for almost 40 years before I got involved. And if it wasn't for my mother, you know, real estate's a tough business. But, you know, being, uh, you know, a third generation beach family it's and having a mom that's been in the business for a long time, you know, and the awards are just whatever. I mean, it's I'm not here to talk about that. And, you know, I was just fluffing that up about helping you and doing your thing. But you know what? I want to take that away from this podcast. 48 is that you can be local. You can be, you can believe in local. Your parents can stay local. You can raise your family local and you can be successful. One thousand percent. And it's possible in Ventura. Right here. One hundred percent. My both my parents were small business uh, owners. My dad ran a. Uh, 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 oil-related business that was a welding inspection company, um, small business, and he was successful, and he started it from nothing, and my mom started a real estate business from nothing, and 
created that and I had a real estate company from nothing or no, sorry, a tech company from nothing. My brother had a salon from nothing. My wife did it from nothing. So you can do it. You just have to work hard and get to the grind and Ventura has all the support you could possibly need. You just have to go find it. That's exactly what I want to hear. That's why I brought you in to share the stoke, to motivate the kids, no matter at what point you're at. Maybe you think you're a senior. Maybe you think you're in high school. Wherever this podcast finds you at, believe in the people that you are going to be living around because the community is here. It might start off with your little bit of community service. It might about believing in your passion. But the more you get involved, the more you love Ventura, the more they give back. You know, and that's that cool thing, dude. Like, you know, whether you're involved in sales or networking, you know, the more you have your head up or involved, that's what I love about seeing you, dude. Like, every time I see you, you're smiling at me. You know, <laughs> again, so we true. agree to disagree. If there's one person in this town, and I hate saying this about myself, and people tell me too much, is that as many people like me, as many people are disliking me. You know, and that kind of hurts in a sense sometimes because when you're doing good things and you think you're doing good things, I, th I think it was Jordan. Peterson last night was this one guy was yelling at him in this Instagram post I was watching was like why are you always provoking people and he's like I'm not provoking people I'm just giving my opinion you know what I mean yeah. and that's what I, I love about you thank you for coming to the podcast today spend time with me and Spence and Spence is that you allow me to be me you allow me to give my opinion without making me feel like I'm provoking you of course no one wants to hang out with people that have the same opinions it's boring yeah and all I can say is that it took me 30 years to really of my life to get involved in the community. I would suggest that everyone does it sooner than that because everything that you give to the community, it gives you back. We're wrapping up a number 48. He just took us home with that comment about his love for his mom, his community, his family, and most importantly, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Aaron Gass, I took it home. Spence, do you have a good time? I had a great time, and I fully agree. I started very late, too. All about me until my 30s or so, and I started picking up on a few things and tried to get behind some community stuff. So the younger, the better if it, when it comes to helping out. Get them involved, create opportunity, and do it young. Until next week, let's go!